Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country. Odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Talk some football. Let's do it now with our guy, Alan Bell, CBS Sportsline. Alan, before we uh, jump into anything for the week in college or NFL, anything you like live in this game, anything in the second half, or what was your play tonight? We're on the football team here. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you what. My play tonight was over one and a half Giants field goals at plus 120. And honestly, we should already be there. Uh, I thought we'd have one in the second drive. Uh, unfortunately, that uh, timeout, false start, sack sequence killed us there. But we got one, uh, you know, at the end of uh, the first half. So feeling good about that. Alan, um, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the breaking news here, but the Indianapolis Colts are the new hard knocks in season team uh, that we're going to be getting a behind the scenes look at. Is that enough to save the hard knocks franchise? <laughs> oh man, that's a great question. Uh, it's certainly something different. And I'll, I'll say this, they lucked out with that team this year, right? Like I think there could be a lot of interesting storylines in regards to Carson Wentz and regards to, you know, such a young team and a well-run franchise, both, you know, head coach Frank Reich, and uh, Chris Ballard, their GM. Allie, we, so don't I, like, I think, we don't like well-run franchises We want the Jags, here. Alan. We, we want Ju- I want to see Urban well, Meyer kick down the door and walk to USC by foot mid-season. Like, that's well, what I want I to see. Say, yeah, I was going to say, if you want the in-season, uh, you know, hard knocks on Urban Meyer, you might as well just go set up shop in L.A., right? Like, he's going to go to USC. Exactly. But, no, like, I think it could be okay. The problem is that the Colts are, like, the most – just vanilla team in the NFL. Yes. Like, yes. even if they have excitement, nobody cares. Right. If Carson Wentz was a football team, it would be the Indianapolis Colts. Yes, Krista, <laughs> you are so correct. That's like, honestly, call. like, that is spot on, yes. My Lord. So I saw this tweet that you, quote, tweeted, wow, largest ticket count I've seen er- this early in the week. Uh, Vegas Murray on Chiefs Raves. Ravens with a 35-1 to 1 count in favor of Kansas City. What do you make of that? What should I make of that? Yeah, it's fascinating, right? Now, look, there's there's a couple ways to take this. Okay, so one, look at all of the underdogs, all right? 12 out of 16 underdogs covered in week one, which is the most in a week one in NFL history, the Super Bowl era, okay? Now, you would think that there'd be a large, like, public overreaction and start taking underdogs. Well, they're coming right back in this game with the favorite, and it's a low number. But the biggest thing is that the books are seeing 35 tickets to the Chiefs for every one to the Ravens. And how much does that line move? None. Right. Right? So it's like, okay, all right, what is going on here? Is it like a dollar bet like per person? <laughs> or is there other money that's larger that's just kind of sitting, chilling with the Ravens, right? So I, I find it fascinating. We've got an interesting, like, three days uh, to watch that line move or not move. Alan, I know it's going to be pros versus Joes, but when it, it opened up on Sunday Night Football and the Chiefs were sitting there at two and a half, I jumped all over that. Because if you're going to give me Patrick Mahomes as a two and a half point favorite, I'm going to play it every single time. And I don't mind being on the wrong end of it every once in a while. I mean, you saw it last week. Again, he has a, he's down double digits in the first half of that game and then just comes alive in the second half and just tears the Browns secondary apart. Here's my favorite thing that uh, people do on these type of podcasts. Alan, what are your favorite plays in the NFL this week? Oh, my God. <laughs> Boom. Just get right to the so, chase. We got to get more creative. Yeah, so, get right to the chase. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. I, I'm with you on the Chiefs in the sense of we talked about it last week. Like, back to the homes in September. He's 11-0 in his career, 35 touchdowns, zero interceptions. My goodness. The guy's perfect, right? 
Now, if you if you ask me what my favorite plays are this week it in the NFL. It was your lock of the week, lock, lock of the week. Yeah, like I've got a couple here. All right, the Arizona Cardinals minus four, okay? It, it, I know it's moved to four and a half, but it, it's going to go back and forth. Look, here's why. Uh, the Cardinals here in Nashville just destroyed the Titans, okay? And what they did on defense is exactly the same game plan that they're going to do against Minnesota because what you do against Tennessee is you stop Derrick Henry and then you get to Ryan Tannehill and you get after him. So they're going to do the same thing to Dalvin Cook, take away the play action from Kirk Cousins, and do the exact same thing. So they don't have to change anything, and their uh, offense is incredibly, incredibly explosive. Two, all right, I'm – I'm going to go with the Seahawks' money line, okay, against the Titans. Mm. Now, look, it's 250, all right? You've got to eat a lot of juice here. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you why. The Seahawks are a weird team. I don't like five and a half. Mike Vrabel is dangerous in games like this. But Pete Carroll with the Seahawks in his career in Seattle in the month of September in home games is 17-1. and one. He's lost once, mm. once. Wow. So I like the Seahawks to win this game. I'll eat the juice rather than eating the spread. And then the last one, the Chicago Bears, minus two and a half at home against the Bengals. The Bengals didn't look good last week. They got the win over Minnesota, but it, go look at the numbers. Joe Burrow wasn't, you know, incredible. And quite frankly, this is a must-win game. We're going to see more Justin Fields. Even if he doesn't start, he's going to play. They have to win this game. The head coach, the GM, or they're going to look like USC here in a couple weeks. So, you give me two and a half at home, I'll take that. Alan, we got we to talk about this uh, pit. Tennessee game that you said that there was an you were like my lock yeah you know where I'm oh going with this yep you said take the under the over hit in the second quarter Alan I was cursing <laughs> your name I was like I'm never taking another person's bet of the week but then you've given me so much nuggets on the NFL you got to just tell me what happened here tell me I uh, know it was it was crazy right like it, it literally the over under was what 56 there's 75 points scored it should have been 80 something uh, it was just madness like the game made no sense and if you saw it in the first drive right when Tennessee comes out blocks a punt puts it in the end zone for a touchdown just scoops it up I was like all right this game is just screwed uh it, it was just madness like if you played that game 10,000 freaking times like, it, the over would hit one. It was just one of those days of, like, that's gambling, that's football, yeah, probably play it. it busted uh, but it was nuts. Like, I don't blame game. you at all. Like, I would have been, if I were you, I would have been, like, hitting me, like, you know, with, like, the little, uh, what's the little thing where you put the pins in? Oh, uh, yeah. Like, the little the, doll? Um, yeah, what are those called? Uh, what is it called? P- something cushion? A voodoo doll. Yeah, voodoo it's doll, something like doll. that. Either way, I deserved it. Like, that, that's my point. I absolutely deserved it on that one. You had to know we were going to come back to this. Like, it was oh, yeah. when I heard I, that we were. I wouldn't have respected if, yeah, that, Tristan, that's why you're my favorite. Like, I, I wouldn't have respected <laughs> if you did. You know what I mean? We got to come with the heat, Alan. Keep you accountable <laughs> on these picks. Always. Alan, back to that Minnesota Always. Vikings game against the Cardinals. That line now, you said it was at it was at four when you saw it, down to three and a half in the Cardinals' favor. So, if you're giving out that pick for anybody listening, you might want to hop on that now. I got Love a couple more questions for you. Specifically, yeah. I'm looking at this, the, the biggest line of the week, it feels like 12 and a half. And you know where I'm going between the Cleveland Browns and the Houston Texans. The Texans came out yep. there and they they did their thing against the the Jaguars. I mean, nobody thinks the Jaguars are actually good, but you know the Texans handle business. Now they're playing the, the Browns. The Browns have not been double digit favorites a lot in the history of that team, specifically over the the Baker Mayfield era. What do you make of that? And also, twelve and a half being the 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 spread, but also the total is sitting at forty eight. Like something feels off to me. Yeah, it does. Right. Like I I don't like that high of a number, uh, especially when a game where 
Uh, Cleveland's going to take out some aggression in the first half for losing that Chiefs game, but I don't think that they're going to try to necessarily like run things up. They're just going to try to get out uh, and move on. So the Browns in the first half might be a solid play. Uh, but you know what? Tyrod Taylor's a good QB. He the is. Texans aren't good at all. But, you know, when you have a decent QB – uh, in the NFL, like you can hang around. So, like, I don't like that number. It's just disgusting. It, it's too big. But yeah, I mean, the Browns. If I'm going to do anything with it, uh, the Browns in the first half might be the play. And Alan, uh, I, I did a thing today, and people who follow me on Twitter have been cursing my name. I took the <laughs> Cowboys' money line against the Charge. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. Yeah. I know the injuries have racked up all over the place. Plus one fifty right now on BetMGM for them on the money line. My thing is, the Cowboys offense really, really, they really impressed me um, against Tampa Bay. And I don't know if any, if anything, the over is also the play in that game 55. But can you make me feel good about taking Dallas on the money line? I think they really have a chance. And the Chargers against the Washington football team, they could be 0-1 walking into this game. And the, and the Washington football team had their backup quarterback come in, and they didn't look great all game long. They still could have lost that one. Oh, yeah. If Ryan Patrick finishes that game, they are 0-1. Uh, two, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll make you feel good, and I'll tell you what to look for in that game. Look at false starts on the Chargers, because that's going to be a Cowboys home game. All right, They already have training camp in Oxnard, which is not too terribly far Mm -hmm. from where SoFi is. The Chargers have zero fans out there. It's a big stadium. Yeah, it's going to be empty. I I like the Cowboys in this one. I know that they've had injuries, but I like the Cowboys in this one. I think it's a good spot. Thank you. Thank now, you what so about much. college football? What are you doing this week? Uh, my, uh, my, I'm I'm three and zero on my on my best bets, and I'm going with Florida State to cover the five. It's gross, but I feel like the market overreacted. Obviously, a terrible loss. But if I would have taken it last week, Wake Forest would have been two point favorites. Now it's sitting there at five. I got to go with the Knolls, as disgusting as that is. What's your favorites? Yeah, I mean they've got to bounce back at yeah. some point, right? Like there has to be something nice there. Uh, you know what? I, I've got two. Uh, actually, I've got three. All right, first one, I'm going to go Alabama, 14 and a half yes. over Florida. Uh, I think they go down the swamp and just yes. just, just run house on them. Uh, Florida's got questions at quarterback, uh, and they've lost their leading tackler from last year in, uh, in one of their linebackers. I like Alabama in the spot. Two, I like Ole Miss minus 14 at home against Tulane. Because, look, <clears throat> I do, I do because, look, Lane Kiffin, man, he's petty enough yep. yes. to where Tulane has a good offense, but he's not going to let you come in his place and outshine him in exactly what he does. He's just not going to let it happen. He's too petty, and I'm going to ride it for some money out there. And then the last one that I have, Marshall, minus 10, minus 10 and a half, depending on where your book is. They're playing ECU. They're playing at home. Now, understand this. Marshall averages 46 and a half points per game. Their defense is only giving up eight points per game, and I know they haven't played anybody big, but ECU's not that great either. And think about this. This is why I love the play. ECU is coming off a heartbreaking loss where they should have beat South Carolina. So now they have to go on the road to a team that is going to put up points all game long on them. So, yeah, 10.5 sounds nasty. Uh, I'm surprised this line is at 14 or 15. I also have Ole Miss there over in the win total this year. So anytime we're – I'm back in Ole Miss every single week. I want them to go undefeated. I think they can do it. Hey, Alan, I always like to look at the – yeah, I mean, um, Ole Miss, I love that win total. And I also, I mean, I know that total is high. I feel like you kind of have to play the over with those two offenses. Hey, what are your thoughts on the Big Ten, man, after Ohio State gets beat outright quack, quack. by Oregon? And Iowa <laughs> just puts a whooping on Iowa State. Like, Kirk just owns Matt Campbell as much as I love him. He's never going to beat Kirk. What are your thoughts on the Big Ten? I feel like it's wide open, man. But that Iowa team, I feel like, is very underrated. They're good, right? I think Kirk Ferentz has figured out, like, the exact formula 
of of winning and keeping a job forever is that you just beat the teams that fans hate. Just beat them. You don't have to win national championships every year. You, you, you know what I mean? You just just beat those teams. Keep your fans happy, and you're gonna you're gonna be fine. But it's a good football team. Uh, Ohio State's loss, obviously, that's opened the door. Uh, you know, for really kind of people who want to take it. Let's see what Penn State does. Uh, this weekend against Auburn, they're six, five and a half, six point favorites. Uh, I'm fascinated to see that James Franklin uh, knew him pretty well here in Nashville. He is as fiery a guy as there is. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Penn State comes pretty jacked up uh, in that game. I'm excited to do it, but it's going to be ugly. Uh, but yeah, I mean the Big Ten's wide open, man. Like there, there are spots there. Go take it. But Ohio State is going to get better uh, as we go along. Alan, what do you think about these rumors of Mario Cristobal? to be the next coach of USC? Um, I mean, anything's open when you have a school like that, <clears throat> excuse me, because they have so much money to spend. Yeah. But I think Mario Cristobal would be dumb to do it. Me now, too. don't be wrong. LA, SC, like, I mean, it, it's legendary for a reason. But he's building something just awesome here in Oregon, and he's honestly about a year ahead. So I, I think it would be dumb, and I think he's smart enough, and he's already been around the block enough to know that, you know what, like, you can make money here too, right? Like, it might take you a couple years more, but you can win way faster at Oregon. He's already doing it. Uh, and USC, I mean, look, it's just it's the same thing every three years. They're firing a coach in the middle of the Ooh. season. Uh, yeah, if I were him, I, I would stay at Oregon. That's a good job. I agree. Alan, thanks so much, man. Good luck this weekend. We'll talk again next week, and hopefully we're all uh, big winners this week. Thank you, Alan. Thanks, Alan. I appreciate y'all. Yeah, thanks so much. That's Alan Bell. You can find his work with Sportsline every morning. They have a video. Check it out. Really good stuff. And he does it with uh, Jonathan Coachman, a.k.a. The Coach. The Coach. The Undertaker Straight one time. Uh, yeah, The Undertaker kidnapped him one time. Hashtag Whoa. people forget. In the WWF. What? He's also in the uh, latest edition of um, Madden. So he's giving out signed copies of Madden. Yeah, That's he wild. does the halftime show. He does the halftime show on Madden.